Welcome to Holistic Ambition, where we talk with visionary leaders who are redefining what it means to be ambitious. We cover ways you can live with more well-being, meaning, and fun in your career, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Stephanie Toma, life coach for ambitious professionals and author of Confident Introvert. Today, I am so excited to announce a friend and colleague who is on the show, Aishwarya Balaji. She is founder of Pattern Interrupted, a life coaching business for business entrepreneurs and creatives. She's also a serial Silicon Valley entrepreneur, TEDx and global speaker, and investor who focuses on identifying tech and consumer trends early on. She runs a startup consultancy working with creatives, entrepreneurs, and early stage startups to find product market fit, and scale businesses in alignment with their personal goals. She is also the CEO and co-founder of A Fresh Sip, an alcohol-free beverage platform that makes it easy for you to discover and buy the best non-alcoholic spirits, wines, and functional beverages. Prior to this, Aishwarya has been an angel investor for 37 Angels and next-gen venture partners and a mentor for Techstars, MIT Launch, and Startup India. She previously built a wellness startup called Bystander, a platform that identifies wellness navigation and information discovery. And prior to that, she launched Impact Chain Lab, a blockchain innovation lab focused on global development. Aishwarya has also spent a time as a global consultant for PwC, working with Fortune 500 clients on technology and security in the consumer product space. She's given a TEDx and spoken around the world, including at Harvard, Stanford, and India and Morocco on topics relating to healthy entrepreneurship, venture capital, emerging technology, and breaking stigmas around building businesses. Oh my goodness, there's so much that we could dive into right now, but I would just like us to start with the difference between a pattern and a habit. Let's kind of dive into pattern interrupted. Yes, so excited. And I'm excited to kind of go into what the difference between a pattern and a habit is. Often we think they're the same things. We use these words very interchangeably, but they're quite different. So a habit is something that we consciously are partaking in. So brushing our teeth, riding a bicycle, you know, making breakfast every morning, that is a habit that we've kind of had in place. It's easier consciously for us to choose not to do that one day. We decide, hey, I'm not going to eat breakfast, even though that's part of my usual habit or my usual routine, that is an active conscious choice. It's easier for us to do that. That being said, a pattern on the other hand is slightly different. It's actually really focused on these subconscious, unconscious beliefs that are Maybe a reason why it's easy to keep a habit going or hard for us to keep a habit going, but there's actually this subconscious belief that is preventing us from necessarily kind of taking that next step forward. So that's kind of, I would say, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I was just going to ask for an example, but you can totally finish your thought around when it comes to, let's say a business owner, an entrepreneur, an aspiring entrepreneur who, what's, what's a pattern that you see is pretty common in the people that you work with? Ooh, so many. Um, I think perfectionism is a huge, huge, um, overarching theme. And there's a lot of 
patterns that kind of fall within that. So one example is fear of failure. Oftentimes I notice that a lot of entrepreneurs, high achievers, leaders, they have this really excitement of, I want to accomplish all of this stuff. And these are really incredibly talented individuals that are experts in their crafts, but there's something that keeps them hesitating. And generally this fear of failure is kind of sitting with the pattern of procrastination. So you're procrastinating because you're scared that you might fail. So those are the patterns that we actually want to eliminate, that procrastination, that uh, fear of failure. And that allows us to maybe build a better habit. Maybe it's you showing up and writing every day. If you're writing a book, for example, what is keeping you from doing that every day? Maybe it's, oh, if I don't do it perfectly right now, I don't want to do it at all. It's a couple of different patterns that we're talking about right there. And um, there's a lot of different modalities that allow us to break those patterns down. So we're not going through those same cycles time and time again. Yeah. And, you know, tis the season. Let's spring clean our subconscious minds. And, yes. You know, we were talking earlier about a main modality that you use that you're trained in is EFT, emotional freedom technique tapping. Mm. So, you know, I think it's so awesome that you integrate the holistic with the business side of things, because it is all interconnected. The most successful people have some spiritual modality that they work with. And for those that don't know what EFT tapping is, what is it? Yeah, great question. And uh, let me, before I go into exactly what EFT tapping is, uh, let me tell you a little bit about why I chose to integrate this modality with my existing clients. So I've been in the startup space for over eight years, um, and I was a consultant prior to that. And I think there are so many people that build these businesses, that build their lifestyles in a way where it's focused so much on the outcome. It's focused so much on whatever value that they're inherently delivering externally. But we are taking the, not the path of least resistance, but the path of most resistance often because we're copying what other people are doing. And what we have to recognize is that we are different individuals. We have different blocks. We have different beliefs. And those beliefs, those patterns, those blocks that we have built and that we have kind of integrated into our personal fabric over time is what's keeping us, is what's making us our individual selves, but it's also what might be hindering us from achieving the goals we want in the long term. And so when I started my coaching and consulting business, working with entrepreneurs and creators, there were so many blocks that people were facing that wasn't about how to execute. Yeah, I can tell you how to fundraise or how to find product market fit or how to build a business for you know hundreds of thousands of users, but that's not going to be enough if you are burning yourself out through that process. And so what I ended up doing was spending so many, like so much of our time, I would say the first few months, especially of working with anybody, focusing on actually eliminating those beliefs. So if we're going to accelerate, we accelerate fast and it's not coming with this like jerky, you know, it's like the first time you drive stick shift, right? You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you keep pausing the entire way. It's not smooth. And by removing some of these beliefs, these patterns, then we can be, we can be a little bit more efficient. So I train myself in a lot of different Eastern modalities, but the one that I find most beneficial is the one that we're going to be talking about today that you just asked about is EFT tapping. So as you said, EFT tapping is emotional freedom technique. And this is essentially really similar to acupuncture in the sense where we focus on the meridian points and the meridian lines in our body. And so in acupuncture, and there's a ton of science behind this, um, we talk about how 
uh, by allowing ourselves to tap at certain points, we are releasing stagnant, stuck energy. And this can be beneficial for physical pain, but this can also be beneficial for emotional and mental pain. Similarly to acupuncture, which uses that meridian system, EFT tapping does the same thing. Instead of using needles, we are tapping just with our own fingers. And so there are specific points that we use. And what we actually do is we say, we actually acknowledge the pattern and so if I'm working with a client, we find out what it is, what's the block that you're facing. And, and through the period of asking specific questions, we go into actually identifying the root cause of it and we and, and then tap through it. So it's a really interesting process of actually acknowledging things that you might not know are connected and kind of realizing that things are very, very multi-layered. And I'll give you one example. So when we experience a situation or an event at any point in time, we experience it in three ways. We experience it mentally, we experience it emotionally, and we experience it physically. And oftentimes over the course of our life, we think, oh, I've mentally moved on from that or I've emotionally moved on from that. But when push comes to shove and we're in a similar situation, we feel anxious, we feel tight, we feel all of these sensations come up. And that's because we haven't actually physically moved past it. And by actually using tapping, we are removing those physical blockages of that situation, of that circumstance. So energy flows more naturally. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, you brought up so many great points around when it comes to, um, you know, the subconscious ways that people can certainly business owners, right, can sabotage their mm -hmm. success before it even gets started. So, you know, I think what would be really fun uh, for those that are watching at home, ideally you're not driving right now, but what I'd like uh, for us to try, if you could please lead us through even just one round of a sample affirmation um, and tapping so that people know where the points are. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll say one thing, often people in the tapping space especially if you look at social media, they focus on really positive statements. But I actually find that the most beneficial tapping sequences actually happen with a little bit of a negative statement. And what's interesting here is when we say something, when we say affirmations, if we say, for example, I am the most incredible person in the world, I want to wholeheartedly believe that. But there's part of me that doesn't believe that's true. And if, and I can say that a hundred times over, but there's still a part of me that's like, eh, I don't know if I believe that. So what tapping does with the negative statements is actually to acknowledge the parts of that statement that doesn't hold true. And by tapping through the parts that don't hold true, then eventually we get to a position where we can say that statement and it feels more true. So we often start with a lot of negative statements and over time we move into positive statements, but it's a really, it's important for us to actually make progress to acknowledge using negative statements. So sometimes people are surprised, they're like, why am I saying this negative thing? Am I affirming the, like, the negative? It's like, no, you are acknowledging the, acknowledging the negative so your body can let it go. Um, and so that being said, let's go through some of the, the key points. There are many points that we can use, but the normal sequence is we start with the side of our hand. And we'll just be tapping on the side of our hand. The next point is the inside of our eyebrow. And so we'll be tapping right there. It's the bone right there. And if you slide your hand all the way to the outside of your eyebrow, you'll feel that bone at the corner of your side of your eye. Gonna tap there. Then under the eye, underneath that soft spot, you'll feel that bone again. Above your, above your lips, so under your nose, under your uh, mouth, so on your chin, your collarbone, Finally, you're going to go to the side of your, um, of, of your body 
kind of near like the side of your chest. And then you're going to end on your head. It's kind of silly. It seems like there's all these different points, but it's really interesting. You'll see a shift in the energy. So we'll do something really simple. So we're just going to go through a sequence and talk about anxiety. I think anxiety is something that a lot of us face. So we'll just do something about acknowledging the anxiety that we have. Does that sound good? Let's go. Okay. So just repeat after me. Even though. Even though. I have all this anxiety. I have all this anxiety. In my body. In my body. I deeply and completely. I deeply and completely. Love and accept myself. Love and accept myself. Even though. Even though. I feel this pressure. I feel this pressure. In my chest and in my shoulders. In my chest and in my shoulders. And in different parts of my body. And in different parts of my body. I deeply and completely. I deeply and completely. Honor myself. Honor myself. Even though. Even though. This anxiety. This anxiety. Is holding me back. Is holding me back. I deeply and completely. I deeply and completely. Love, honor, and accept myself. Love, honor, and accept myself. Moving to the inside of your eyebrow. All of this anxiety. All of this anxiety. Out of the eye, all this anxiety in my body. All this anxiety in my body. I am an anxious person under the eye. I am an anxious person. Upper lip. This is so much anxiety. This is so much anxiety. The chin. All of this anxiety. All of this anxiety. I feel it in my body. Collarbone. I feel it in my body. Side of the chest. All of this anxiety. All of this anxiety. Top of your head. In my body, mind, and soul. In my body, mind, and soul. Continuing through that same sequence. So back to the inner corner of your eyebrow. All of this anxiety. All of this anxiety. This anxiety is holding me back. This anxiety is holding me back. It's making it hard. It's making it hard. For me to show up consistently. For me to show up consistently. And that doesn't feel good. And that doesn't feel good. I feel guilty. I feel guilty. I kind of feel paralyzed. I kind of feel paralyzed. This anxiety is debilitating. This anxiety is debilitating. I just want it to go away. I just want it to go away. So much anxiety. So much anxiety. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for a change. I feel so much pressure. I feel so much pressure. Makes me want to avoid things. Makes me want to avoid things. And then it makes me feel worse. And then it makes me feel worse. Because I just spent all this time avoiding things. Because I just spent all this time avoiding things. Makes me feel anxious. Makes me feel anxious. And that makes me feel guilty. And that makes me feel guilty. All of these emotions. All of these emotions. All of these sensations. All of these sensations. All of this pain in my body. All of this pain in my body. All the stress that I'm carrying. All the stress that I'm carrying. It can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. For my body, mind, and soul. For my body, mind, and soul. Deep breath. <sighs> that was a very simple round of tapping. We didn't 
tackle anything too complicated, but you should feel just a slight ease, a slight more fluid, just emotional energy going through your body. Yeah. And, you know, thank you for sharing that mini experience, especially for those listening that are brand new, or even if you've done this many times before, there's something about, you know, to your point earlier, giving a voice to something that you wish weren't true, that you maybe have a resistance about, uh, to be able to release it in the first place. So, you know, it's so powerful what you've been sharing, what you guided us through and, you know, um, I'd love for us to begin to sort of dive into your holistic journey, you know, starting out, uh, you know, VC startup world, you know, very sort of like grind, go, 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 go culture, uh, to sort of, you know, transitioning into a fresh sip. If you could tell us about that. And now, uh, really focused on mentoring, um, entrepreneurs and business owners and creatives, on overcoming these blocks through EFT tapping. Yeah, um, so much to share. Uh, let's see. So let's see if I can summarize it. I think if I take my life prior to 2019, it was really, really different. I think in the last four years, things have shifted, or five years, I guess, um, things have shifted quite a bit. When I was running my blockchain company, it was the first company I had ever started. And I took so much advice from so many people that I thought were incredibly talented, successful, and frankly, I thought they knew better. And a lot of them gave me really terrible advice. <laughs> and I'm not saying that their advice was objectively bad, but it was terrible for me because they didn't understand me. They didn't understand my needs or what I'm trying to build. And I think we often after going to school for so many years, think that there's a cookie cutter path for success. And especially in the entrepreneurial world or in the creative world, there is zero finite path to success. But even when you're living in New York or Silicon Valley, you think, oh, if I raise from the right people, if I am in the, if I have the right educational background, if I have the right funding, if I have the right press, that that's enough. But those are all optics. And at the end of the day, we see so many entrepreneurs and startup founders burn out. And I was chasing a lot of external validation, a lot of goals. And I remember this so clearly. It was the day after I had given my TEDx talk. And it was, I believe, 20, 2018, April. So about, about now. And it was... I remember the day after I just thinking, oh my God, now what? I wasn't celebrating the fact that I had just spent months preparing for this talk and then I had given it. I was like, that was fun. Now what? It wasn't, I wasn't content. I was like, what's next? And people think, yeah, that hustle, that grind, yet that's what's going to give you all the success and that's what's going to make you reach the top of all of these food chains, but that's not it. And so it was a really interesting moment where I was like, I cannot live like this, where I am truly not content in the small moments. And so over the next year, I actually ended up getting really sick. And again, it was the universe. It was the world telling me to take a step back and to reevaluate what was important to me. I was spending all this time burning myself to the ground, doing all these things, achieving all these accolades that from the outside looked amazing. But internally, I was miserable. 
And when I got sick, I had to make some decisions. I had to kind of decide what I was going to do for the longevity of my future. And it required me to not only focus on rehabilitating my physical health, but also my mental health, um, also my spiritual health, and kind of taking a step back from everything. I questioned things I had never questioned before. Questioned what I liked, not what people, what I thought people wanted me to like. And I realized I never asked myself that question. And end of 2019, I ended up shutting my company down. Um, and moving forward in 2020, I had started to learn all these different modalities. I became a Reiki practitioner. Um, over the last few years, I got, I got very deep into meditation mindfulness. I did a 10 day Vipassana, which is a 10 day silent retreat. Um, and I've done, I've, I've trained in a lot of other modalities as well. I became a yoga teacher. Um, understood Ayurveda and all of these Eastern modalities that I found were really, really nourishing for myself. And so the way that I started to live was asking myself constant questions on, am I okay with the steps that I'm taking and giving myself permission for that to change? So goals, I often say, don't, don't view a goal as a goal, but view a goal as a direction and allow those goals to shift because they're just giving you guidance. And I never speak for who I am tomorrow because I don't know who I am going to be tomorrow. I can only speak for who I am today. And those are some of the principles that I also kind of share with my clients because yes, we can build an amazing business, but if you are going to be miserable during that journey, it is not going to see the success that it would see if you were actually enjoying that process. And often the clients that I work with are solopreneurs or they're content creators where a lot of the work falls on their shoulders. So if they're not enjoying that journey, if they're, if they're trying to build a company that's going to, you know, if their goal is to get an IPO, then there are certain things that they're going to have to give up in their lifestyle. But if they don't acknowledge that those things are going to have to happen, then it's a misalignment. So it's really asking the hard questions and saying like, are you really trying to build this for the right reasons? Is this aligned with your soul's purpose? And if it's not, let's change that. We can still see success, but we need to redefine what that success means for yourself. And so that's kind of been my journey as I've kind of gone from being a sole operator and investor to kind of coming to supporting other individuals. And I found myself realizing that I am somebody that likes to do multiple things, that different things give me like excitement and, and feedback to be able to work in hand in hand with other things. And so in 2020, as I was working with some clients and, and like coaching clients and, and consulting clients, I realized that there was this really cool trend that was going to come up, come, that's coming about. And it was the fact that non-alcoholic products and beverages and this movement was now about to pop off. And, um, you know, I think it's one of my gifts is being able to identify some of those trends early and, um, I brought on my co-founder and the two of us together decided to see if there was an opportunity there. And we built um, a startup in that space. And it's been now three years and it's doing really well. And most people would say, hey, if you're building something, you can't do, you can't run something else. You have to put 150% energy into that. Otherwise you don't care or it's not going to be successful. And I want to say the results say otherwise we can do multiple things as long as they feed each other and as long as they are building blocks that work together. And I know myself. And if I was just doing that one thing, I would burn myself to the ground. I love supporting people. And I think, but 
I can use a fresh sip to also show that things work. Right. So I think they work really well hand in hand. And that's my, my long-winded story. <laughs> I hope that um, kind yeah. of gives you a holistic understanding of my journey. It, you know, it does. And, and I have questions that have sort of come from that where, you know, you mentioned themes of burnout, external validation. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just kind of going off of um, this trend of burnout that is now shifting do you believe that people need to necessarily hustle to then be successful and then get to relax? Or is it possible to really sort of um, be in a relatively relaxed, balanced state from the beginning, let's say of a career chapter? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, 100% no. I don't think I am, I don't believe in hustle culture. I think it sounds it's cool to say, I, th- I maybe not so much anymore, but it used to be really cool to say, oh, I'm working 18 hours. I'm spending all this time. I don't have time because I'm building something. That used to be really cool if you were in the startup space because you're like, oh, wow, like heads down. It's not, it's not cool anymore. And rightfully so. <laughs> I think people should be looking at the process and being like, and the process should be mostly enjoyable. And I don't, and I say mostly because Obviously, not every piece of the startup journey is exciting, but also life is about duality, right? Like there is an up and there is a down. It's going to be this ebb and flow. And so by having those really deep downs, we're able to appreciate the highs. If we only got the highs, we would never appreciate them because then we would just compare the highs to the, the lower highs. But by actually having the ups and downs, we actually are able to enjoy that journey and acknowledge that journey, but know that like the good is good, but have gratitude for it, but don't get attached to it. And the bad, like know that it'll pass and just know that you are meant to experience like a life so full and so exciting and that your success should be the the little successes throughout the process. And I, I know that's easier said than done, but I promise that'll make your life so much more full in the moment. Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say is really identifying whether maybe you're meant to be more of a doer or someone who's more predisposition to be someone who guides. And maybe you need to have the experience of doing to whatever degree to calibrate yourself, to find out what is too much, what is not enough. And, um, you know, one thing that we won't have time to go into now, but in another episode, um, you can feel free to comment. Let me know if you're interested in learning about human design, but projectors, you know, tend to be the, the guiders in the world. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes to external validation, you mentioned that you were sort of on that hamster wheel of chasing these accolades and then being like, okay, I'm still on the wheel. <laughs> we're still going. What, what gives? Is there anything? What's next? So, you know, when I think about a concern for external validation, it's it's for self-protection, it's to avoid something and cancel culture comes up. So let's say that someone tuning in is interested in releasing their need for external validation, but they have a fear of being canceled, or maybe they have been canceled in the past because they did something wrong by being themselves. What would you say to an entrepreneur who's looking to um, self-express more with that internal experience? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, And I think one acknowledging that we all go through it like we all are afraid of saying the wrong thing or cancel culture or just like sharing something that's not received properly and searching for that external validation 
And it's, and in the moments that we allow our ego to get in the way and to lead, that's like, acknowledge that that's okay. We are human, right? We are here for this human experience. Like that is completely valid, but also we don't need to sit in it and stay in it. And I think that's the difference, right? And I think we all have a multitude of life experience that has led for us to seek, for example, external validation. And so, for example, if we were tapping, what I would actually say is we should tap through an experience or a time where you were celebrated, not for being yourself, but for something that you accomplished and how that made you feel. Yes, you felt so good. Maybe when your mom and dad were celebrating the fact that you had won this award, but how did you feel when, how did you feel when you didn't win that award? Were you getting that same support? And as a child, like we, we blame ourselves, right? And so there's so many studies that talk about how anything that's happened before age seven, we kind of put it on ourselves because that's our body's way of protecting ourselves. That's our nervous system's way of protecting ourselves. It's easier to say we are the problem because that's something that we can control than say that our surrounding is a problem. And so, and again, when I say this, I don't mean that it has to be like the most, when you think like trauma, the most traumatic thing to happen, but the small things do add up. And by removing those, by tapping through some of those beliefs, we are literally moving that energy that is causing these cycles to perpetuate. We don't want to keep repeating to ourselves, okay, I need more validation. That's what it is. I did like, I think it was like 15 or 16 talks in that year, like Morocco, Delhi, like New York, San Francisco, all these different places to TEDx, like all of these incredible things. And every single time the next thing was now what? We spoke at Harvard together, right? Like there's been so many times where it was, okay, this is good. Now I need more. So that, that basically shows that there is a lack of self-sufficiency. There's a lack of just like contentment with that piece where you're, where, where you're not feeling like you are good enough in that moment. And so it's kind of understanding why am I looking outward? Why am I looking for these accolades to support my relationship with myself? Mm-hmm. And that is a hard place to be, but it is really important. And it's, and it's, beautiful once you acknowledge it and you realize that they're actually tools that will help you move past that. Amazing. There's so many nuggets here. And, you know, as we begin to wrap up, I'm curious, how do you define ambition? You know, there are so many, um, so many different, I, you've sort of illustrated in your journey, um, maybe how you no longer define it, but how would you define it today? To me, ambition is having a drive or a passion. Um, And generally, I think it's integrated within the fabric of curiosity. And I don't know if that answers your question completely, but to me, somebody who's ambitious is somebody who follows their curiosity, somebody that allows that, um, that excitement, that passion to drive their choices. And to me, ambition and success are not the same, right? Like you can be ambitious, highly ambitious, but it's generally you are ambitious at something that piques your curiosity and you have the passion and the gumption to go on with it and to support that. Mm. So, you know, branching off of that in a word and a phrase, what does holistic ambition mean? Mm. Aligning your passion with purpose. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Very succinct. And I love all the stories <laughs> that you've shared. And I'm sure that people tuning in now are wondering, how can they stay connected with you? How can they learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, easiest way is my website or Instagram. It's theish.com or at theish on Instagram. And on TikTok, I'm at theishfairy. Um, so those are the, the easiest ways to kind of keep connected. Thank you for tuning in to Holistic Ambition. This is Stephanie Toma saying goodbye for now and inviting you to take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time.